0: another episode of Garage Door Sports. We are now on episode 12. That's three months there, bud. We've made it three months.
1: Look at us. They haven't kicked us off the airways yet. With your hosts, Nick
0: McVicker and Justin Rapier, this week is a uh, all-Canadian week for us, at least in regards to our football talk, because it is Vanier Cup and Grey Cup week here north of the border. We're very excited about this. Well, I, at least I am. I'm a huge fan of some of the Canadian football, mostly because my university is actually in the Vanier Cup. I went there for four years. They didn't make the Vanier Cup. First year, I'm not there. They make it back. What are the chances?
1: My team's coming up. Watch watch Brock in a couple of years. They'll be there.
0: They have a team? It's coming. Okay. Undefeated
1: since 67, my friend.
0: Because they don't have a
1: team since 67. But That's a long story. We should have a team, but it's a long story. We got yeah. offered a stadium, but let's not go into that.
0: It's all good, but don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. Uh, but we'll talk some Vanier Cup. We'll talk some Gray Cup. We're going to talk a little bit of MLB because the big news of the posting system has been changed. Paper Jr. is on his way. Yeah. The little Tani is coming. Yeah, Not so little little Tani, I should say. He's not. He's not <laughs> tiny at all. Um, and then we'll do some NHL talk. Sounds good? Yeah. All right, let's get straight into the Vanier Cup, the smaller of the two big football games in Canada this week, but at the same time, almost more valuable to the players playing in it. These players are work have worked so hard in a very short amount of time. Some of the CFL players get to train with their teams for multiple years and get there. in university you only have four years, five in Canada, but that's a little bit of a misdirection because a lot of the players only stay for four years anyway. So the fact that these players have done this year after year after year with these two programs is unbelievable, and we have the Western Mustangs hosting – for some reason, I don't I didn't really understand why they're the home team, but they're the hosting the Laval Rouge or in what will be a very, very fun matchup.
1: Honestly, I think it's a coin toss because I'm pretty sure Calgary was the home team last year. I think it goes by where the game's being held.
0: I I really don't know.
1: I th- honestly think it was a coin toss last year. Yeah, yeah, I was at the I was at the Vanier last year. And I don't remember who hosted. It really is all about. It it's doesn't. All, really it's all about. Pick. It's all about who cho- chooses on the flip. It really yeah. is. All it is is who. Because once you do the coin toss, it kind of goes out the window.
0: Yeah, but for the first time in a long time, I think it's the legit number one and number two teams going into this matchup. Last year, Laval was actually ranked third, I believe, going into the matchup. Calgary was first, but I think Laval was third behind Montreal, who they had beaten in the uh, Quebec. Aracic? I was really confused as to why they were still ranked lower, but regardless, they are the two best teams, and if you look at the stats... It's clear. It's the number one offense in the nation, going up against the number one defense in the nation. It'll be a fun matchup.
1: I don't even think this is going to be an offense. I think it's just offense against offense. Like, I, I watched chunks of both games and having been at the, the game last year, like watching Laval last year, their offense is pretty much the same. Yeah. Like Hugo, still there. If you watched any of the game on Saturday, they were down going and a half, and they came out and went, you know. Points, points, coming out in the third quarter. Started the fourth quarter with that big muff punt return for a touchdown. Like, oh, that was huge. They just know how to make big plays. And, like, they coach their guys up well. Laval's that program where you always hear, you know, anytime you hear a French-sounding name in the NFL, it's a Canadian guy from Laval, right? Yeah, like, they, it really they just, is. They just turn guys out, and directly from school, they go right to the NFL. It's the one of the few schools that can do that in Canada because that's how well-coached they are. You know, they're the... You know, make a hockey reference. They're the Montreal Canadiens of the prime, where it's just they are, they they are just better than everyone else. But you're right; it's the two most historic winning programs in in CIS. It's nine nine championships for Laval, six for Western. Yeah. Or one, two, and you know, it's gonna be good. You know, having watched, I you know, I felt bad for Acadia on on Saturday. I was watching that game, and every pass from it Western was fair. wide open receiver, and you know, Acadia couldn't. Couldn't get at five yards at a time, and it wasn't fair though. Well, you know, let alone the short rest and and all that stuff. But you know, they, I don't know if it was Acadia's lack of deep preparation or, or something Western was doing. But every it wasn't even that every I, run and every pass was just an open receiver, and I was kind of surprised on well, how was this happening. Like these I'll, I'll tell you aren't...
0: why. I'll tell you why. The problem is, is that a few years ago when the Ontario schools decided to start doing quote unquote scholarships for their players. The pa- the paradigm shifted, and it shifted drastically. we well, are allowed now,
1: scholarships. It's just how you compensate.
0: No, but Ontario used to not have that. So players from Ontario would look outside of Ontario, and it, they would go to these Atlantic schools because, hey, why not go out east, get a nice view while I'm getting my education and playing some football? The problem is when they now offered it, it changed the paradigm because now all those players who were going out east or who were going out west even – didn't have to because they could get their scholarship here. Yeah. And well, Quebec also, more also competition here too. Well, no, but that's now. I'm talking like yeah. 15 years ago before they did that whole scholarship thing. It was the paradigm wasn't the same. The the shift happened and it was bad. And the other thing that happened in the last 15 or so years is that Quebec they expanded their divisions. So now it wasn't just four teams playing against each other. There was six, seven, eight teams. So those players who were in Quebec who had to go out east to get to go play. No longer were going out east; they were playing in Quebec. So it became almost unfair to the Atlantic schools because now this, the last oh, five, six years, they've just been getting killed.
1: Well, it's also on some of it. Are they just haven't played well? Like uh, they just don't have the count. players. They're 0 10, though, in in, in the, the last, last 10. 10.
0: I know 10 semifinals.
1: So you know, at some point, it's you know, I haven't watched all of them. They haven't, know, haven't. They haven't
0: them. had a national champion. Also Since two
1: thousand and two, yeah, ah, it's kind of the it's the thing with the Maritimes. This is kind of you're left behind. You're kind of out there.
0: It's unfortunate though, because
1: you ladies, wish though. you wish
0: it was a bit more even. Because whoever gets to play the Aus Conference in the se- national semifinal is it, it's almost a guaranteed spot in the final
1: at well, this point. Yeah. Well, also I've watched some games where you know they don't play well either. And And you know what, that's a different story, though. They make mistakes. But
0: if they don't have the players to compete against these top schools from the other conferences, it doesn't matter. Because they can't draw them out there. But regardless, let's look back to this actual game. Um, I saw a really cool tweet earlier today. It was talking about where Western and Laval have ranked offensively and defensively in the past 10 years. I'm going to read these off for you, okay? Tell me what you think. Western's offense in the last 10 years, starting in 2008, have ranked... Second, first, second, first, third, first, second, first, first, first. Offensively. That's a lot of numero uno's. Right? Defensively, Laval, since 2008, starting back then. First, 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 second, first, second, first, second, first. These two are the best offensive and defensive squads over the past decade. And that's saying a lot considering how much turnover there's been in the last decade in both programs because it is a university program. Mm -hmm. These coaching staffs are unbelievable. And that's why these two teams are here. That's why they made it to the Vanier Cup.
1: Hey, Glenn Constantin and Greg Marshall.
0: Mr. Greg Marshall, who, hey, I was a big proponent last year when he blew that Yates Cup. By calling a double end around in the Western's own 20-yard line on second down. And we were all really confused on the sidelines. Still a
1: better call with Jason Moss.
0: Hey, at least he got points.
1: That doesn't matter. We'll get to that later, but that that was bad. Okay, but
0: Marshall is a genius when it comes to offense. Yeah. He makes his mistakes, but most of his mistakes don't cost the team, thankfully. And this year with Chris Merchant playing a full season under center and Alex Taylor having an unbelievable year, let alone Cedric Joseph, who's carried the team on offense on the running side in the playoffs. Like they they somehow, that whole mentality from Bill Belichick, the next player up mentality is Western's mentality. They somehow, no matter who's hurt, no matter who's not playing, always have somebody there. Even their rookie QB who came into a couple games this year because they were blowing teams out, helped blow teams out even further. It's unbelievable how he does this. Yeah. I You're know. more
1: of an expert on this than I am. Well, so I got to watch the games, so yeah. it, was, it was a we bit of a You have a benefit. little more experience in, in, in that stuff, you know, me not having a football team in my school, so. Yeah, sorry about that. It wasn't really a thing I got to see. I'm sorry about that. You know, made our homecomings terribly boring. Yeah. Um, you know, more partying on that, but that's. I'll keep that one PG, but yeah,
0: but like, go hockey team. I'm I'm very excited that the fact that they are they are the top two teams, actually playing for the Vanier, and it'll be a very good game. And if you get a chance, please head down to Hamilton. surprised you're
1: not calling in sick to work to go to that. It's I, w- I wanted to. Cheap. It's I wanted cheap. to. Well, I was looking at tickets. There's
0: f- Western's offering a package with travel from London, and a ticket. It's fifteen bucks,
1: dude. I was there last year. I was like, you know who was there last year?
0: <laughs> Parents. And I girlfriends, I know. That was it. I know. That's why they're offering from for fifteen dollars to get students like to go to student section. They didn't
1: sell a single ticket on the north su- on the south side of the field. I know. I know. I get it. I just I think it's funny. So you have the sniffles, you're not going to work, and you're going to go to the game. I wish. If I didn't have a if I didn't have a game to coach and a practice, I'd probably go with you. I wish. Anyways, let's move
0: on. Uh, do you want to put a prediction in quickly or? Wow.
1: I'm gonna be a bold guy and say LaValle, um, Western's not gonna score in the 90 points. You know they want oh, 60, man. 70, 80. Because if they do, then give them the trophy. And well, if they score 90 points, I I highly doubt Leval puts. Let's put some basketball hoops on the field and just go with that because we're going to a basketball game. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those. I don't know. I think you kind of have to favor Western. I no, have Inuit. To. You know they don't <laughs> travel as you know. Last year, you know, there wasn't much of an atmosphere last year because you had a Quebec team and a and an Alberta team, but you do have an Ontario team this year, and you will have Western kids that travel, so they'll definitely have the the home field advantage if if their tickets are fifteen bucks. And
0: yeah, it'll be interesting.
1: You know, beers on the bus, and you'll definitely have an atmosphere there. They'll have an advantage there, atmosphere wise, and you know, travel. You got to keep that in. Like, you know, Laval uh, was that game in Laval, or do they have to go to Calgary? Last year, this year.
0: This year, because uh, that's a decent amount of it traveling. In, it too. was in Calgary,
1: so they had to go out to Calgary. Now they got to come back, go train. They for traveled week today, and then, and then they got to come back to Ontario, right? So that's a bit of travel. Western. They traveled
0: to Hamilton today. Actually, I saw a tweet that yeah. they were they were boarding the buses, so they're they're so in Hamilton for the rest of the week. Yeah, I
1: don't think weather will be a thing. You know, these, getting, these no. Apparently, it's have, supposed to be seven degrees. All these teams, Laval does not have a problem with weather. They played in Vanier Cups year after year after year. They Western they know what it usually does. doesn't, but. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be. Th- it is the one thing 40, I can say, forty something to tw- thirty something. That's, the one thing that's I can say give you prediction
0: is that it is the top-ranked defense and the second-ranked defense in the nation, in Western and Laval.
1: Yeah, but I think, especially in Canadian football. Yeah, you know, offense against offense. It pretty much ends up taking over the game. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting. I think I think it'll be a very good game. I'm biased, so I can't give a prediction. But you think Western doesn't put up ninety, but that's not really a prediction. That's more of a duh.
1: Hey. Did you think they were gonna put up eighty one? Yes. Shut up.
0: They were playing a Katie on three days rest. I thought they were gonna blow them out of the water. Maybe not eighty one. Okay, I will say I didn't think they would put up eighty one. But they I knew they were gonna blow them so out because that's out not there, fair. Just in
1: case they didn't go to ninety. Because if didn't put it out there, and it, if it and it happened, then you don't have anything to argue with me about.
0: Okay, so do you have a prediction? Ah,
1: you know I think Western. The only thing they got to be worried about is coming out flat.
0: Yeah, and you
1: they know they haven't
0: really played a whole lot of competition recently. Blowing out
1: a lot of energy, you know, just in warm up and you know getting overhyped, and you know Laval is that savvy vet that knows how to come yeah. out, and you know if they get down fourteen nothing in the first quarter, they're not going to fall apart like Acadia did. Okay. So, you know, I don't think if Western gets up early, I don't think it's automatically the end of the game like it's been for the last three weeks. So
0: That's true. Okay. So
1: Time for the Coupe Grey.
0: The Coupe de Grey. Yeah. Uh we'll talk some Grey cup now. I like it.
1: Toronto. I honestly think Toronto doesn't have a chance.
0: See, I, I, I really don't, don't. I don't agree with that.
1: I really don't. I would like to, I would like you to explain why. Because they've been an up and down team this year that plays in like a just god awful conference. Yeah, they they do play right, in a bad they, conference. And whenever but hey, they go out west, they get they just get slapped. Well, they beat Saskatchewan. Yeah, they beat Saskatchewan, but they and shot themselves in the foot. This whole Chris did. Jones, no, I know they did BS of I'm going to just switch a quarterback every other drive was bound to come to an end and, and then bite him in the ass. Yeah, he should have stuck with Brandon Bridge like three weeks ago.
0: Well, Brandon Bridge didn't play well on Saturday. On he was fine. Sunday, he was like twelve
1: Saturday. of twenty-one for hundred and forty and a touchdown. Like, yeah, you know, when you're going in and out every other drive, it's not that bad. And he's he's got them. Old a lot Durant of, didn't play well either. He got so. them a lot of he got them a lot of important wins down the stretch. I know. And then he I kept know. going back to Glenn. Like, at what point are you just going to say you're not going to Kevin Glenn? You know, Chris Jones gets wins, but he's an idiot. Sorry, I meant Glenn. Yeah, not I, I know. Thank you but for correcting me. I he, appreciate he's, that. He's just an idiot. Right. I know Chris Jones is is an asshole, so you know I was actually happy to see him lose. But you know they had a lot of chances Saskatchewan and they didn't, you know three picks in the first half. Yeah, Kevin Glenn shot themselves in the foot, right? It wasn't oh, yeah. like the Argos ran away with it. You know Argos gave up a kick return late. We're lucky to get a game winning drive from Ricky Ray because he, he 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 drove them down the field though. Right, but if you look at all facets of it, offense, you know edge goes to Calgary, not by much. I think there's they got the better receivers. They should, but I'm lo- I'm, just, I'm just talking stats yeah, but wise. Low Levi Mitchell's angry from last year because he blew a late lead. Um yeah. Well, the Argos have
0: 700 more passing yards this season. Yeah, but than Calgary, Argos which are, means the passing until James
1: Wilder came up in the ha- back half. They didn't of the season, have a running. They I had know. a. That's all they could do was throw the ball. I know. Right. I know. Um. You know. Defense is. It's funny. wash enough to really get an eye on the defense. Special teams goes to Calgary. Roy Finch, you know, we were talking about this earlier. But yeah. you know, Roy Finch is the elite kick returner in the CFL, and he can break a kicker or, or a punt whenever, whenever you're not paying attention. Yeah. Um, Although
0: I will say, I think kicker-wise, Toronto has a better kicker, so he might be smarter. Is this smart still Waters? No, it's uh, Liram Harulahu. Oh, it's
1: Harulahu. I forgot. Yeah, he's, but he's but
0: he's a smart he's a smart kicker, so he might try to. Limit how much Finch can actually do.
1: Yeah, I just think you know it's one thing if this was last year and it was in Toronto, but you know I don't see the underdog winning two years in a row, especially against the same team. You know Calgary's going to learn their lesson. Mitchell clearly said he he didn't fully game plan as much as he needed to last yeah. year. He didn't want to go overboard and you overthink know get too overthink it. But you know he knows this year he's facing an even I think a weaker team. You know I think Cal- I think Ottawa had more weapons last year and they just it's, you know, it's made debatable. a lot of mistakes.
0: I think I think Toronto's defense is
1: better though than Ottawa's last year. I just think they're going to get ground and you're going to get worn down by Messam. They're going to there's just going to be Jerome See, Messam to you start. Say that.
0: Can I can I just point something out? Well, I know
1: he hasn't played well and it's been an no, argument.
0: No, it, it's just more of a general sta- statement. Calgary's offense had 1663 rushing yards this year. Not bad. Toronto's, 1,624. Like, their rushing games are almost even,
1: which yeah, is ridiculous I, in my well, mind. it's also because, you know, Wilder came on ridiculously strong at the end of the year and yeah. was the best, arguably close to league MVP in the back half of the year. That's fair, but... Right, if, he's one of the main reasons the Argos got can, in. If they
0: can get a rushing game going and open up the passing game for Ricky Ray, things, I just think things could arg- happen. I just,
1: I just think if the Argos get down early, it's over. Oh, Of course. Right, anything more than two touchdowns, and I think the game's over. You know, I, I agree can with come that. One hundred percent. Toronto has a quick strike offense. And, you know, I don't think they're as much of big a ball hawks on defense as Calgary is, and you know, they're. I think Calgary is just. Boley like they joked about. You know, even Ricky Ray joked about it. He has more losses this season than like Bowley by Mitchell has in his whole career. Like it's close. Like honestly, I don't think Bo Bowley by Mitchell has like. Maybe just over 10 losses in his whole career. Yeah, like he doesn't lose. It's something ridiculous. Granted, he's been on a really good team his yeah, entire but he, career. he doesn't lose. I know. Right? And when he loses, it pisses him off. I know. So I don't think he's going to lose back-to-back great cups. And, and, you know, That's fair. If I, he loses, it's not going to be offense's fault. I'm be just be trying to make the argument
0: for Toronto because they're, yeah. they're not as bad, I think, as some people think I just don't there.
1: think that, you know, Ottawa was different last year. I kind of thought, you know, Henry Burris would be great for them to go out. But I honestly don't think the East deserves to win. No, in I don't think. I don't think the East, like, think the this, East is so trash. Be. You know, the fact that you know every any year there's a crossover either shows you that the West is ridiculously good or the East is ridiculously bad. Yeah, and, and this year was the West. There was both.
0: Well, the top team in the Eastern Division, Toronto, was five hundred yeah. nine and nine. That's unacceptable.
1: Hamilton was in it at one point at what zero and eight. They got back to like three yeah. and eight, and they were still technically in it. Yeah, only it's, when they got to like three and ten where they eliminated. The fact that like at three and eight. They were still in it, and that's and th- not acceptable. and the best record they could get were like seven and eight. It's uh, kinda, you know, it was some point like that. Seven like and eleven. They were zero and seven or something, and like you know, they were going to be two or three games under five hundred and still have a chance. Yeah, was was pretty awful, right? Yeah, and that's unacceptable. Like, Well, it's just they don't have good management in the East, and they don't they, don't have good they lose teams. players. Well, because when they don't they don't have decent teams, so all their guys run to the West.
0: Yeah, and I think. I think Toronto was worse this year than they should have been because they had a few injuries at the beginning of the year which slowed them down, which might, which might have affected the record yeah, one, they, one Toronto maybe Toronto was two also games. makes one, a lot of mistakes. Games. I know. But they also had a lot of guys coming in and out, so that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're as bad as people think they are. The East is terrible. I'm not arguing that in any sense. But I think people need to give Toronto a little bit more credit. They're tied for first in sacks as a defense. They are fourth in points allowed.
1: Yeah, fourth out of eight. Fourth out of nine. Nine. But there's like three teams that are down to the bottom by a
0: heap. But they're also 40 points less than the fifth place team. Like they have separation from the rest of the herd. Yeah. There's four teams, or there's three teams within 26 points. Second, third, and fourth are all within 26 points of each other across 23 weeks. So that's just over a point a week. And then there's Calgary, who.
1: Doesn't even count. If it was Edmonton, I'd give them more of a credit, but I just don't think Calgary loses back-to-back Grey Cups. Yeah, I'm With not the people they have and, and the veterans they have on that team. I don't. I'm see just them trying to give Toronto a little
0: bit of love here. Yeah, my but friend. it's
1: but it's the Argos. Who really cares about the Argos? Our knows. Okay. So you think Calgary right wipes the floor? Yeah, I'll actually give you them. a score on that one. I'm going to say thirty-seven, seventeen. This is the final. Oh, one.
0: you're giving them more than ten points. Yeah. You, you were giving them less than 10 points.
1: Well, no. I just said <laughs> if if they got up by more than two touchdown difference, then the game
0: was over. I No, but we were talking, I think, last on the weekend, um, and you said you're were they weren't even going to score 10 points. Uh, so, you've changed your mind. 37-17.
1: It'll be some mop-up points.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Calgary wins, too. I want Toronto to win just because I like Toronto more, but... That doesn't really matter in my actual the prediction.
1: The last two great cup wins in Toronto is one they haven't deserved to win. The one of them they did. They kind of backed into the last one. The last one they backed, into. They, the backed one before, into. they backed into the game and they backed into the win.
0: I know. The one before I was okay with them winning. But, yeah, the last one I thought they backed into. So, I, I think Calgary wins. I'm not going to give a score because I really don't know what to expect. Because in the first 10 minutes, if Calgary scores two touchdowns, it's going to be like 48-7. to seven. Yeah. If Toronto keeps it close in the first half, it could be 37-25. Like, you just never know, right? Yeah. I think it all depends on the first 10 minutes. Fair? Yep. All right. Let's move on. MLB and the MLBPA have come to an agreement on a new posting system for international free agents. In regards mostly to Japanese and Korean this is
1: only with the Nippon
0: Pro professional baseball league yeah so the only reason that this is a as big of a story as it is is because of uh,
1: Shohei Otani. the only reason this was renegotiated was, was for because Shohei of Shohei Otani,
0: Otani. yeah <laughs> so it basically means that he is guaranteed to be coming over this year,
1: which well is, he still needs to be posted the 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 circumstances for the posting are come through
0: yeah and they basically said and once I don't even think
1: they've concretely
0: agreed no, on it the, yet no they still can't they can't sign until December
1: first there's still some final things they need to organize no I was back. reading today
0: that they have everything confirmed they just can't make it official until December first because that's when the last one ends or I don't know it was really it was a really weird article I was reading regardless the posting system has changed and because of it there's like a ninety nine chance that Otani gets posted by his team, so we're expecting him to come over, and we're expecting. I was reading multiple articles that all say it's going to be done by the end of December.
1: Oh, it's not going to take long because what it is is they have 21 days to negotiate with him. Once someone posts a posting fee, and everyone's going to post on December first or second, right? So, you know, this isn't like Darvish where you know Darvish was a blind process, so everyone put a bid in. And, Texas and the highest one. one had 21 days to negotiate with him. No, Tanaka was a straight free agent. It was Which made life a little bit easier for everybody. Pay him the biggest contract. So the way it works is the posting fee is $20 million. So if you sign him to a contract, you pay the $20 million. It used to be that, you know, in the Darvish thing, you paid the, they paid the $50 million to get the right to negotiate with him. Yeah. And they got a chunk of it back if he didn't sign. Yeah. But you don't pay the $20 million to the Nippon Ham Fighters until he signs. Yeah, I was way-
0: reading something. It's a little bit different. Um, they awarded a $20 million posting fee in exchange for transferring Otani's rights, the maximum allowed under the posting yeah, agreement. Yeah, so that's
1: when he signs. It's a um, negotiation period. If he in doesn't-
0: future years, though, Nepean... I don't know how it goes. NBP, by, NPP, NPP yeah, whatever. It goes
1: by so many however much they sign him to. Yeah, it's twenty percent of the first twenty five
0: million, seventeen point five percent of the next twenty five million, and fifteen percent on all amounts above fifty million.
1: Yeah. Part of it is also due to age because Otani's coming over before 25, he's not a true free agent. Exactly. If he had waited two years, he could have he, he could have got five hundred million, is what people were were joke were coming up with as a number. And right? unfortunately but now he, with today's You know, now he's probably gonna get you know, as of now, if he was to sign today, the max he could get would be $3.5 million as a signing bonus from the Rangers. Yeah. And he'll be on a base contract, and he can sign an extension in two years.
0: Which, you know what, if if he really wants to come over that bad, he'll take it.
1: But you can trade, you know, this is where it gets, you can trade if international pool, spending pool money. You can now trade that. That used to not be possible. But once you spend it, you can't buy back what you've spent. Yeah. Is what I read. So if the Jays have already spent $5 million on signing a guy, Out of their 10 million dollar pool, they can't go trade for 5 million dollars more. Yes. So you can't top back up 10 million once you've spent it on someone. If you traded it away, you can trade back for more. You just once you've spent it on a player, you can't recoup the money. So if the Jays had traded 3 million to the Rangers for a prospect, they could go trade for 3 million from another team and it's fine because they haven't spent it on a player.
0: Okay, I I really don't understand how the whole posting and it's the it's it's the main thing I got out of it. So agency, you know before cool happen, so. before
1: December first comes, teams are going to make trades to acquire more money. You know the Rangers are yep. three point five. That's not going to be the number. Well, he gets Rangers are three
0: point five two five, and Yankees are three point five even now with their two two hundred fifty thousand that they picked up in a trade. This so this you know some weekend. teams are
1: going to top up on on money, but this is going to be a true. Marketing sales pitch project. Oh, yeah. You know, the Yankees are in front because they have Tanaka. And Matsui's coming back to help them pitch. Um, well, he works in the front office, but he's going to help them pitch. Yeah. Um, you know, don't discount the Dodgers. I don't really think he's going to go to the Dodgers, I, though. I,
0: I don't think they can do that this year.
1: Um, but, you know, any team... It was again, next year, maybe. Well, they got $20 million lying around. Mag- Magic has $20 million in his back pocket. I know, but
0: they w- they won't have the pool this year. Next year, I think they have a bigger pool. Well, anymore. but
1: they could say, hey, we're going to. There's lots of shady things. There. Nah, there's lots true. of different ways that you can come up with the money. It is you know, true, my we're friend. We're going to buy you a $2.5 million house. Hey, someone bought it for you. They gave it to you. You know, you you, you can do lots of behind yep. the back things that aren't illegal, but. You but know, they're not right. It was like when the Leafs went after Stamkos and they were going to give them ownership in Canadian Tire. Like the Canadian Tire guys are going to give you, like, ownership of my company. I forgot about that. Right? (laughs) Like little things like that. We can sign you to 7 million. Someone's going to offer you 10, but hey, you're going to own a fifth of like one of the biggest hardware companies in the country. You'll make money from that.
0: Right. one of i think i think canadian tire is the biggest well, in canadian canada canadian tire home depot like all that kind of stuff but you know I, what i'm I talking in canada i think it's the, i think it's the biggest wow. would huge you know,
1: but now you know what i mean like it was definitely not illegal I a lot know. of teams are like okay don't do like that's shady but it's like show me where i can't do that
0: it's true and that's i mean that's a whole lot of uh, right so you know you know that you, word for the but, jays
1: you know edward rogers could go up and say i'm going to give you a 5% stake in rogers and rogers media it makes up for the difference, right? Like, there's little things. I don't I know. I wish they would hire me, man. Jeez, that would be right? nice. Right? Like, there's little things they could do. So, this is literally going to be a true pitching process. Yeah. Unless someone matches their pool out into you know, seven or eight million. Yeah. You know, Baltimore could, they said. You know, they have, they could, it's very confusing when you're trading. Your, you have to trade comp picks and things like yeah. that. But, you know, they said Baltimore is the one of the teams that can max out. Yeah. They're, he's not going to Baltimore, but. you think. Um, but it's going to be a true pitch process. It's going to be one of those things where you can't just say it's Yankees or Red Sox because... Because it's not. You know, it, it, the main thing on this, I honestly think, comes down to how much does he really still want to play both positions. Yeah. Because then there's going to be some teams where he's not going to get, like, if he wants to play outfield still, and he wants to play right field, then he's not going to the Yankees. No. the Yankees aren't moving Aaron Judge anywhere. You know? He's, we put Toronto He had successful there. surgery, you know, There's by the two. Way. There's two things. He can come to the American League... And he could pitch and DH every odd day. Yeah. Or he can go to the National League, pitch, hit for himself when he pitches, and then pinch hit in other games and then yeah. come into the field. Yeah. Right? There's two different styles of how often he's going to play. Yeah. Right? So either way, he's going to pitch. Like, let's get this straight. He's pitching. That's his you'd number one ability is pitching. He throws 100 with ease. He's like 6'5 with nasty stuff. You'd think, yeah. He, he's going to pitch first. Yeah. You know, and there's, people are going to argue it. But number one, he's a pitcher. Right? Yeah, Like, that's what his primary role, and I think he, he's probably said it, that he, he's a pitcher first, but he can hit and play position because of how, how athletic he is. So, and he can hit pretty well. There's a lot of teams that could use him, but he'd be a platoon guy. You know, he'd play, he'd pitch, take a day off, you know, pinch hit maybe on the third day, you know, fourth day maybe play left field or come in in that back half of the game, play yeah. left field. And, you know, this isn't going to be a thing where he's going to pitch Play four days and then pitch.
0: No, I, and I don't think I don't think it should be. I think it could be, pitch, day off, play two, day off, pitch, right? Like that—that's yeah, a possibility, and I think that's realistic to think if he really wants to, that that could happen, and that's fine. And I think if it's smart, he goes to a National League team, like you said. So when he pitches, he hits for himself, so he gets three batting days, and then he can come off the bench the other two.
1: Yeah. But if he, let's I'm, say, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just... if he goes to the American League East, he's going to be a stronger hitter because it's got smaller parks. Like these are all little things that are going to come uh, into. I
0: get that, but he won't be able to hit as often. That's what I'm saying. If he, if he wants to well, continuously they could, hit, because
1: they could. technically cut the DH out of a game. I know. You know, if the Jays are, you know, let's say the Jays' DH is Steve Pierce. then the Jays will cut the DH and let Otani hit for himself. right? Yeah, that's true. Just because you're in the American League doesn't mean you're forced to DH. You no. are allowed to let the pitcher hit. It's yeah. just in the American League you're allowed to DH. So you know. Don't there's... you
0: have to? Uh... How does it work though? Don't you have to put a player like a pitcher in that spot?
1: Not necessarily. Like in a game, if if you if you put a I'm trying to think of a scenario that makes sense announcing it, but Like um, I always get confused with that. If you pinch hit a pitcher if if you pinch hit uh you know, the D H spot, you bring it's hard to see. It's hard to do when you're not mapping it out in a game. Yeah, that's a But you you know, wonder. you can bring a pitcher in. Um you know, to pitch, and if he if there's an injury or something, and you're out of guys on the bench, then you know you got to move that pitcher to left field or something. Then he takes the DH spot. Yeah, right. It's kind of hard to explain, but you can yeah, lose the really DH mid game. Yeah, I, I know um, they can
0: lose it mid game. I'm wondering how it would work at the beginning of a game, though. Well, because there's
1: never been this option. There's never been this yeah. kind of play. Yeah, in true. the last you know 50 years, that that's true was a viable hitting option where you'd say, "I want this guy hitting over my DH." But there's been, you know, the DH, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, was a waste of was a batting spot in the American League, it really was. If they looked at the stats, the DH was useless. You know, the Yankees DH position was just a waste of space all playoffs. It was yeah. Ellsbury or Headley, and they were both garbage. Yeah, okay, I right. I just, so, I just know, wasn't sure how it would work. On the if Yankees, we actually you'd say to. you know, when the Yankees playoff if Otani's pitching, you're letting him hit over Ellsbury and Gardner, of course. Uh, Headley, right? So that's an option for American League teams too. Is if you have a weak DH or he's pitching, you just say, hey, every fourth day, the DH is Shohei Otani, like he's he, he is—he's hitting team. his own game,
0: right? The only—the only issue that comes up is if you pull him, and then the pitcher has to hit for the rest of the game. But even well, that—that's not even a big deal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I—I'm interested to see where he does end up. As a Blue Jay fan, I would love to see it, but I don't think it does happen unless they go out and grab a big well, name player.
1: Well, we're going to tangent onto the Blue Jays here. Once again, year over year, you hear all these crap rumors about stupid. I was going to lose. I said something there. Careful. But those stupid Jays. F- Apparently they're interested in J.D. Martinez, one of the most overrated players in the last 10 years yeah. on a free agent market. Yep. So unless they're signing him to like a five-year, $100 million contract, and Scott Boris has been lying through his teeth, teeth then yeah. there is not... If you're going to spend seven years and let's say 210 on Martinez, throw the extra $60 million and get Stanton. Exactly. Because Stanton will hit 70 home runs in Toronto. Exactly. And he will... Have a ridiculous arm in right field, and honestly, his defense will improve because he's not playing in as, as big a park. Well,
0: okay, hypothetically, if the Jays were to go after Stanton,
1: what would they have to give up? All depends on how much money you take. It's just like you know. I'm okay, going to say... I'm gonna harken it to the I'm going to harken it to the A. Rod trade. It's literally, hey, if you t- if I take all the money on this contract, I'm literally giving you nothing. As like Ezekiel Carrera. Like I'm I've taking like all this money from you, but if, if the we're taking like,
0: full, if we're taking the full contract,
1: you'll you'll get a low level prospect. You know, may have some talent, maybe like the Donaldson thing, like a Franklin barretto That's you know three or four or five years away. That okay, may be great, but it's something that so not is, in the near future. Right. So this
0: is my question: Why don't the Jays do that?
1: Because it's money to take on. So, and we've seen over the last couple of years that they don't like spending their money. Well, they might you know, have Edward to. Edward Rogers if has they, gotten to I, a point where he just keeps boosting s- until fans stop showing up. This is what it was in Toronto for a while, until they got lucky with Austin Matthews. It was yeah. until fans stop showing up, the business side, when you get run by a conglomerate, is going to say, I just want to make money. Yeah. Because obviously the fans don't care that we're losing, and they show up. And that's what it was with the Jays for a while. Once they stopped showing up, they said, we got to draft, and we got to put some more money into the team. Yeah. And coming off this year, ticket prices for the Jays are going up once again, right? You're kidding me. They're going to go up because people are showing up. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple equation. You show up, tickets go up. Yeah. Why do you think Leafs tickets go up every single year? Because they sell out every single game. And now they can do it up more because they're winning. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I predicted with people that the Jays are going to have a ridiculous drop-off in fans next year because people are realizing that. Having worked at the unless, Jays, ha, no. Having unless worked, the team wins, no. I still don't think it. I think people are realizing like that. I'm talking really wins. I, I think they've pushed through this fake fan phase. Yeah. And oh, I, and I agree with that. spent people up. Having I've worked at the Jays that. the last two years, I've seen the the 18, 19 year old girls that have, have no, no clue what's going on with the game that are there to take selfies and drink vodka drinks with their boyfriends, and you know, I've seen people that have walked in in the eighth inning, people in suits that are just buying tickets. After work, just to say they went to a game. That's going to stop happening. Oh yeah, you know, you're going to have your diehards that I've stopped seen stopped that show up already. at 10:01 on a Saturday, on 11:01 when the gates open, fly in to go see batting practice, and then those. But, but those you know, will always be there. Those ones will be there. That's your core, 14 to 15,000 that the Jays stuck with for eight years, pretty and much from like '05 to like 2012.
0: Back when Holiday was pitching. Back when we had nobody. Right, but they're Vernon going to start Wells to lose those the fans star.
1: because you know, for us. We would stand there in the in the kiosk and stuff and we would sell like maybe three, four hundred dollars a game compared to three, four grand. Don't say that on the air, the we're year. gonna
0: get in trouble for that.
1: Right? Like we were like people didn't want to buy anything. I know. Right. They would they look sp- they look, be like, eh, maybe. Look at the price. Nope. Not not for this team. Right. No. To the point when it was mailing in every single game at the end of the year, right? And yeah. then we you know, it's getting to that I just think that they don't they're stuck again.
0: Unless they make, unless they add money to the team, stuck. And I've said
1: time over time that it's trade Donaldson, clear out what you have, and start again, and build with the decent amount of starting pitching you have to build with because you have the position players coming, eventually, at least in the middle infield,
0: and the corners. They they have they have. Vlad at third, and they have a couple first-base prospects that are duking it well, out in the minors. First-base,
1: first-base. You can, you can find a first-base. But right. they are duking
0: it out in the minors to try to um, get that spot. And
1: you know what? They're not terrible first-base options. You so, know, they have a couple catchers in the system.
0: Yeah, they have the infield right. figure. I'm more worried about the outfield after yeah, Alfred. but I only think
1: outfield you can...
0: But after Alfred, they don't have anybody. Oh, maybe Hernandez.
1: Well, because baseball's in a transition phase. Like, I It's know. harder to find those... Power hitting outfielders like they're. I'm not even saying power. I'm saying right now. decent players. Well, like you know, but that's the thing. They gotta, they gotta pick where they want to go. Either they gotta spend a shit ton yeah. of money this season and go for it. He he didn't say any bad words, yeah. to the ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you no, guys no, no, are old <laughs> if you haven't heard it, you're gonna learn it. If not, you guys know. Um, but either they spend a lot of money this year and show they're going for it, and just do an anthopolis and say, you know what, we go for it. You know, you you have a reason for going for it. You see a weakness somewhere else in the divisions or anything. But honestly, if you look around baseball, at least let's stick with the American League East. Boston's going to be strong next year. you think. Yankees are going to be even stronger next year. You'd think. You know, Tampa's always a sneaky team. You never know. The, they're they're always, more on always the they're always though, pesky so. with the Jays. I know. I'm just saying they're more on the decline than the other two. And Baltimore is Baltimore, right? Like they're there those things are always be really in it, good or really bad. They're always in it till August, and then they choose whether they're going forward or not. Yeah, right? they're
0: either really good or really bad. And it's, the, the reason the
1: Jays went for two years ago is because the Yankees were down could. and the Red Sox were down, so that was could. their chance. And now that window's closed in the American League East. Yeah, well, the' and you two can't years just,
0: ago they had the team. They had Edwin. They had Belchista. well, they had the team,
1: and the Red Sox had just come off their second straight losing season. Yeah, the Yankees had for the first time in twenty bad. years tore down. So they had the pathway. I know. And they right? had the ability. Now, now so they, they didn't I get it. Now they're saying you don't you don't stack up and, and spend a bunch of money to fight for a wild card spot. No. Th- that's not the logic you do. In a one game play in game, you don't load up for a wild card race. Okay. So Wait. they that's what I'm saying. We're going but they going back to you know, Stanton is one thing, you know, but you know, people a lot of people forget he has an opt out after next year. I know. I know that. I so you need that, that assurance that he's not going to opt out before you make any sort of trade. Because if, if he still if says, I'm, hey, I may opt out, then I'm literally giving you a bag of baseballs. I'm not giving see, you here's, anything. Here's,
0: here's my one thing. If, if the Blue Jays are the team who are making a move for him, if I'm Stanton, I'm looking at that stadium and saying, hmm, I'd love to hit here for that seven more
1: You. When you're walking you around right now, the diamond, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Giancarlo Stanton is a guy that's going to break down on that turf. A big guy, like a guy that's lots of effort. Also,
0: but he is athletic.
1: Yeah, but he's a big guy. Big guys, when they play in Toronto, break down. Tulo has just fallen apart in Toronto. You know, too, that's Tulo a lot of injuries, but there's a lot of leg injuries. But, but, but he was le- also
0: falling apart in Colorado before nah, he got here. A little
1: here. bit, but it's a lot of leg injuries, and that's what happens on this turf. Uh, Go I, back to Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss literally played like 10 games in Toronto because he fell apart at his legs. I know.
0: I'm aware. I played on turf for years. Right? I'm aware. I've
1: been on that turf. It sucks.
0: I, I know. I'm just saying, if I'm Stanton and I'm looking at the number of home runs I could hit over the next, how how long is his contract? Six, seven years?
1: Like Another 10 years, I think. It was like a 13-year deal when he signed it.
0: Okay. So, uh, if he's going to play for seven more years in Toronto, say he might
1: move or whatever, um...
0: How many home runs is he going to hit in that time? Yeah, but I think
1: his view is, let me hit 70 next year and then go get $400 million. It's possible. Right? So that's why I think he's on... You know, that's my opinion. they got to tear it down. I don't want them to sign anybody.
0: I think they should tear it down, too. I'm just saying it's... You know,
1: the only trade I think they should make is D Gordon. Yeah. Get a controllable second baseman because I love Devin Travis, but he's out. He can't. He can't play here. He can't play, especially on turf. Shoulders... You know, that shoulder become a problem. The knee is always going to be in the back of his mind. And it's the same injury coming back and back. And if it keeps recurring, then then there's a problem.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely needs to. uh, I think he needs to be traded. Not that I don't like Devin Travis. I love Devin
1: Travis, but
0: this is just not the place for him.
1: Okay, let's go top three teams to get Otani quickly and then move on to hockey.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm I'm taking Texas because they are the obvious choice. They have.
1: I think the Yankees are the number one choice. I think just think they have that Asian influence. Well, I'm like,
0: saying it's Yankees, Texas are one two yeah. at this point, or one A one just B. Just picture that rotation. No, I'm good. I don't want to. Otani Tanaka, I don't want to. I don't want Severino. to.
1: Stop it! I don't. Chad want to Green do this. could be turned into a starter. Like that's just. I hey guys, don't want to play this. Do you want to face ninety eight this weekend? You don't have a choice. I don't want to <laughs> play this game. Stop it. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. Tanaka splitter. Oh man, I I would I want to face that pitch over anything else cuz it's the best thing I have to hit. I don't want to play this um, game anymore. I think it's Yankees number 1. I think they'll, I there, think though. they'll be super creative on how to get him money. Yeah. Like t- like literally like, "Hey, Tanaka, we've given you a $20 million signing bonus." And then Tanaka gives to them. You know what I mean? Like there's lots of different things that Okay, let's not play do. let's not play illegal hey, I'm George deals here. I'm anymore. And okay, I let's... work for the New York Yankees. Um, hey, they're not gonna they can't sue me. If anything, I'm giving them ideas. I know. Don't do that. I we know. don't need the Yankees to sign. <laughs> um, I think it's Yankees, Texas, and watch out for the Giants. Yeah, I can see. They, the no Giants, one's really yeah. brought them up, but I they've been in the on Giants. Stanton. They've been rumored on. You know, they were floated for Martinez, and I think they just say, you know what, we got to spend some money because we're not very good. Yeah, they aren't. You know, they just ruined their whole odd year off year World Series thing. So now they're like, well, now we got to start again. So are, are they gonna do even this time? Well, they have to they don't have a choice unless they don't want to wait another year. <laughs> Brian Sabian is not waiting another year. This is true. Okay. So,
0: those I think those are the top 3 for me as well. I wouldn't be surprised if you see another national league team pop up, but I I can't think of who off the top of my head. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. So, MLB done. We're good. And possibly
1: the Cubs. Let's move on.
0: Okay, so there that would be another Maybe. M- MLB thing. a creative guy. Okay. So, NHL you wanted to talk about some uh currently hot players and uh, currently not, not so hot players. So
1: let's go for men that are hot and men that are not hot. I'm getting evil look for Nick for bringing that up, but I just did that. I mans g- Hot, men's Are Not Hot section. That's the new name no, of this section. No,
0: yeah. no, it's hot or not, and I'm gonna hurt you with Big biggest.
1: Okay.
0: Oh. oh my god. Let's gosh. start with
1: let's start with man's that are hot. <laughs> um I'm going with the tandem here. And you know, these guys are hot. They play on the Calgary Flames. They are, yes. So we're going to go Johnny G- Goudreau and Sean Monaghan. And, you know, we talked about this before and the you show. you can't of,
0: talk about one without the other, uh, right? Of the
1: rise of the power couples in the NHL. We have, uh, I'm trying to think of a of a cool catch name for Goudreau and Monahan, Because I got Stamarov for Stamkos and Kucherov. Mondro. Mondro. Uh, Shwarzenko. You know, yeah, come think it up. But those guys have been on fire. And, you know, I kind of have to step back a little bit on my... On my, dis- not deceit, but my, uh, you know, my feelings about Mike Smith earlier on in the year. He has yeah. played really well. He's played really well. Um, You know, that Travis Hamanick move to beep up that defense has was a good move. Has worked. It was a good move. Um, well, it was going to work, but the Calgary has a very deep defense. I yeah, know, but it was a good move. Um, it, They're probably and top five. They're getting and a little bit, of, they're getting secondary scoring. You know, Michael Backlund finally panned out. They held on to him, which was a great, great move on their part. Um, And, you know, it got for a while, whereas McDavid and Goudreau, and it was, you know, these guys can't be contributing to this many, the highest percent of their team's goals. And it's gotten to the point with Goudreau where it's just like, he's just on the ice all the time. Man, and he just he happens, just happens he to He just be scores there. all the time, right? You know, Does He doesn't even have the most goals on his team, though. You know, if Matthews was that high, they'd be like, oh, well, Matthew like, they just score a lot of goals, and Matthews gets a lot of points, right? It's different yeah. when you're winning. That's yeah. fine. If you're winning, it just means you're contributing. You know? Yeah. You'll hit on it. But with McDavid, it's, okay, this is the only guy scoring. Yeah, and that was oh, you that know, was going to be my player who's hot yeah, right now. So, and he, he, yeah, go for The it. thing
0: is, he he is hot. And if you look at it, he's still tied for sixth in the league in points.
1: He's still over a point per game. He's like 1.1 points a game, I think I heard this and morning.
0: He's
1: 1.24. He's got 26 points in 21 games. It comes down to... They have no one else. ...wingers and speed. Like I've been telling people, and we hit on it a couple weeks ago, this... NHL is a speed game now. They got away with Lucic and Maroon and, you know, guys like Pakarinen and Kara, like slow guys, yeah. supplementary guys, and they got away with it last year. They, they really not. did. They're too slow. Yeah. Left bomb has been brutal this year. Larson hasn't been good in the last little stretch. No one – They no don't one have ha- the depth on D. They're really missing Andre Sakara And Cam Talbot is not the same goalie. He's not bad. But he's not what he was at last year that carried them through but the, the midsection is, of the season. He
0: was top four, top five last year. Goal he 10?
1: carried them through the midsection of the right. season where he's, they were kind he's of He's not up a down. top
0: four or five goalie. He's probably a top
1: ten. He has the potential to be a top five goalie. But I think but he's probably top 15, just, top 10. He's coming he's just off a year of being overplayed. Yeah. And I think he got a little exposed. So this is his time to adjust. It's Which takes, is fine. Goalies take longer to adjust than and players. You know we're what? I'm
0: okay, I've actually been okay with the way Talbot's played. I don't think it's his fault. I think you know, the like fact got that pulled
1: last night, but that was a I'm that was trying a to mercy work the team pull. Up pull. Yeah, that was as they said on TSN. It was because I can't yank the whole team off the ice. I yank the one guy I can yank. Yeah, and right? but if you look at their team, no one is
0: within nine points of Connor McDavid. That's unacceptable. Unless unless the player is the top point getter in the league, like on Tampa Bay. You should have people who have decent amount of points around him.
1: And and that's the one problem of rebuilding and going a little too fast. And I think that's why Leafs fans were a little bit upset. You know, the outside Leafs fan, but the true Leafs fan, was, you know, happy that they didn't make a stupid move this offseason or, yeah. you know, haven't traded one of the big three. And, you know, they brought Marlow in. A little bit of extra money than I mean, they probably should have, but they can deal with it. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, is a good player. To get and that guy in veteran. there was the right player to bring in. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't pushed the veterans... You know they haven't pushed for some you know overpriced veterans no. yet. No, and, and they, they understand. You know, if the Leafs were to not make the playoffs this season, you'd have angry Leafs fans, but, but it wouldn't the be stage. the end of the world. No,
0: it wouldn't, because we we see that. You know, if they if they, if have they a good were core.
1: If, if they were to lose in the first round again, it's not the end of the world. You know, I think the no. end of the world would be if you see regression in players. And they and you're not really seeing that. You know, Nealander struggled a bit, but he's but had a lot same, of opportunities, and he's still.
0: Hold on. The one thing I will say about Nylander is if you watch him play, he's still playing really, really well. He's just not scoring. He's okay, he's, he's made just not he's scored. made some more
1: mistakes recently defensively. But he
0: made mistakes last year too. Oh well, yeah. But I'm not. What I'm, I'm. I'm saying, I'm saying he's not regressing. He's just not scoring. That's I the think only. That's thing. just
1: you know that's something to keep an eye on. Is you know sometimes pushing the rebuild too far, too fast, and you know the expectations were ridiculous in Edmonton this year. They were high in Toronto. There's a new breed of Toronto. Hockey fans that yeah. are a little bit smarter and realize that, Thankfully. you know, with Mark Hunter, Lou Lamarello, Brandon Shanahan, Kyle Dubas, that we're not going to see a Phil Kessel for Tyler Sagan on the farm trade anytime soon. You know, or shout, out to, Brian, for shout Andrew out to Brian Burr. Raycroft. Well, that's, that was long. That was John Ferguson Jr., that man's it. A twit. He's careful. a not smart man. Careful. Eh? Eh, eh. You did cover yourself, but yeah. careful. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm just
0: I'm just worried about McDavid because he's such a good talent, and I don't want to see him
1: trade him. Mike Trout.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering <laughs> no, I'm if good. let's let's say two three years down the road, no, they're won't. still struggling. He won't.
1: They won't even ask. They won't even attempt it because that's what'll sell the tickets. Um, I'm not saying they'll want to. I'm okay, saying. Okay, might so we're might moving on to the man's not hot. I'm gonna hit you so he, hard in practice. It. Just deal with it.
0: Yeah, um, um, who wants to go first on this one? Uh, let me go first because I know you have a long-winded thing. Mine's probably yeah. not going to take as long. No,
1: mine's a spirited.
0: Yours is spirited and probably long-winded. Rick Mercer um, right coming up. Yeah, the the player I wanted to talk about was Tukarask. and he's played well. He just or he hasn't played well this year, and that's the first time in a long time. And it's honestly really worrisome for the Bruins. I mean, they've been very lucky that Kudobin has come in and actually done pretty well this year. But you're asking a lot of uh a player who really hasn't played all that much.
1: Rask is a very emotional goalie. I know. We've seen that and he has his ups and downs. You know, he's still an elite goalie in the NHL and he has a
0: Two eighty-nine goals against average, which isn't terrible. That's pretty good, actually. It really but is. An 8, in this Ninety-seven save percentage. This save
1: percentage is bad, but two eighty-nine. Anything under three in this day of I know it's not NHL. It's pretty I'm good. Just,
0: I I think I just expect more from him.
1: A little bit, you know. Boston's been—they've also been destroyed by injuries this year. Yeah, you well, know, like you know, if you look at I'm gonna, here, you go. I'm going to pull up Boston's kay. lines here, but they're playing with an AHL team of lines right now. If
0: you look at Rask's last five games. He's got one win in this time, but he's against Anaheim November 15th, so that's seven days ago. He hasn't played in the last seven days. Uh, he gave up four goals. Like The game before, he gave up three. The game before yeah. that, he gave up three. The game before that, he gave up three. The game before that, he gave up three. He's he's given up three goals or more in his last five games. So, that's not good for the Boston Bruins who can't score. Yeah.
1: like They're starting to get some guys back. Krejci's back now, but you know he's going to be out again in a week. Um, Their lines are, you know, Danton Heinen, Patrice Bergeron, Pasternak, Jake DeBrusk, Krejci, Peter Chaleric, Ryan Spooner, Riley Nash, Frank Vitrano, Tim Schaller, Sean Corrali, Noel Achari. Right. Oh, I'm not saying that their lines are right. I'm just um, saying. You know, defense, Chara McAvoy, Rob O'Gara, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grezlik, Kevin Miller. So they, they have, got a they lot of injuries. Four,
0: they have four players. You know, Backus,
1: the- Krug, Bjork, McQuaid, Marshawn, Hurt. They just got Spooner in. Krejci back. You know, they got a lot of injuries, so, you know, it doesn't put gr- Grask out of the water, but I think it does kind of put out for some of those weaker efforts of, you know, there's only so much offensive impact you can ev- expect no, from the an thing. NHL but team. I'm
0: just saying, he's, he's given up three goals or more in his last five games with a team that can't score. Yeah. Like that's, that's not acceptable. You need better
1: from him, and, you know, I'll expect it. And
0: that's, that's why I'm saying he's not hot right now. He's, he's having some trouble. Yeah.
1: So my my guy. Oh, God. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to turn off my mic and sit just, back. We're just we're just kind of going to, you know, I'm picking a man upstairs. You know, we've talked about Montreal's struggles and we've gone back and forth on this year, but can we really take a time to just publicly shame Mark Bergevin for just just bad moves? Just, you know, he shut his mic off. Nick's going to go get a snack. He's leaving me here alone, but um I'm not
0: leaving you. I'm just letting I'm you, not, you that's do your I bring thing. how you back into it, but I'm just letting you do your just,
1: thing. Just just some brutal decisions. With a lack of vision, a lack of, you know, destiny for the team where he wants them to go, right? He's got no trade chips now. He really has no prospects to trade. You know, who was the last guy they developed as a strong, homegrown prospect? Patches. If that's your best, like if that's the best answer, then that's pretty sad. Of what's, am it, I wrong?
0: Oh, I think that's it. Maybe Mete.
1: You know, yeah, Mete Gallagher but was my. You own. can't,
0: you can't even say he's that good yet because he's in his first yeah, year and he's already I down to the third Galchenyuk. line. I don't count
1: Galchenyuk. You know, it's pretty much, it's pretty much Gallagher, Gallagher and Patchetti. Patchy, yeah. Right, Morrow they got from Boston. Um, you know, Petrie, like you know, Alsner um, they signed. But Kanets uh, doesn't count. You know, they don't have anything there. Sherback has been Jacob okay. Jacob Rose. He's hurt. Um, don't? You know, they have... Who was the guy, the defenseman they drafted a couple years ago? They got hurt in camp. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, I forget. He played on the World Junior team or tried out for the Jurebe? World Junior. No. Oh, huh? who? Jurebe? No, it was a, it was a defense Because team. they just signed... Yeah. Juleson. Signed... Noah Juleson. Oh, He could be London. okay. Oh, okay, He's Sorry. been hurt a bunch. Um... You know they don't have anything, and you know we're starting to see Carey Price is getting a little older, and we're really starting to see some of the bad moves. You know, if they talk about it, Montreal's defense about what three or four years ago was Subban, Markov, Emelin, and I'm trying to think who else they had on the right side. You know, Bouillon there. They had some Bolu. They had some steady defensemen. Right? Yeah, they, and had now a they have Shea Weber, Alsner, you know, Petrie, Mete and Morrow, and Jordy Ben, like a lot of five, six defensemen. You know. That Sergachev trait. Sergev has more points than Druin. And? Like take that in. A nineteen year old has like I know Druanne's young too, but an, a nineteen year old defenseman. Goes to show that when you're put in a bad situation, you have a winger playing center in Montreal. Druin is not a center. You know no, he was a center he, and junior. He, that's that's is, a completely but he's different. Not, sp- like playing the junior is he hasn't and played. center, it's a completely different thing than playing center in the NHL, especially when you're a small skilled guy.
0: He hasn't played center in years. That's I think that's the main issue,
1: right? And then, you know, I think Bergevin got carried away in bringing a French Canadian guy in. A hey, French Canadian to try and save his bacon, because that's kind of a thing in Montreal that is overplayed. That French Canadians must be saved. Right. We go back to the Suban trade. That's a disaster. <laughs> right? He he bought Weber on, he brought Weber on in a win now situation and they didn't win now. Mm-hmm. He knew in the back of his mind if they didn't win now it was gonna backfire. Yep. And it's backfiring. You yeah, know preaching to the choir. And signing Agalchenyuk, to cute extension when he was three feet he was, you know, bagpacked halfway out the door saying see you, everybody Hey, here's an extension. What? Why? What are you doing? He's been garbage this year. Terrible. You know, Terrible. And now you're g- if you trade him, you'll get like a fifth round pick. If that. N- he's going to go on probably to score 30 goals on whatever team he goes to because that's just the way it's going to work. Well, no, it's probably just a system thing, unfortunately, for him. And, you know, he's been beaten down by – he was beaten down by Therrien. There's only so much Claude Julien can do to bring his confidence back up until the guy actually starts scoring. You know – Saying, uh, things in practic- him, he- saying things and practicing well only does much until you put stats up. Eventually, you need to put yep. stats up, but yep. you're not going to have any confidence. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, he's got to the point where he's going to have to blow his team up. And honestly, yeah, they brought it up. They were talking about it on panels and stuff. Is, you know Jeff Molson backed him up for the rest of the season, but I wouldn't let that man make another move. Because at this point, it's Mark Bergerman trying to save his job. Right? And he's not. Every guy at the end tries to make moves to save their job.
0: But he's not going to.
1: What do you mean? He's not saving his job. His job is... Well, but he's going to try. He's going to try, but he's not going to. And that's the thing. Don't let him make any more moves. No. He needs to get canned. And, you know, screw it. Bring Bob Ganey back because he likes to come back and save tire fires. Cheers to that. Word of the day, tire fire. Montreal Canadiens are officially a tire fire.
0: Yes, Justin would like to start a new series, and we're going to start it right now. We're the gonna tire fire
1: new... of the week. We're going to have a we're going to like a one v one tire fire versus tire fire. We're going to have a like a year end of the year tire fire champion. It's going to go week to week. Montreal is. So
0: you have to pick one, and I have to pick one. Sure. Is that how we'll, we're doing? We'll, it? We'll
1: compete them, and then we'll put polls out, and we'll get our guests to to choose who the real. Uh, tire no, no, no. Fire I like is... I like the poll idea. We'll be putting polls out. So you know, we we'll start picking the champ, Montreal the numero uno champion this, this week. It's they are the. The national I, mm-hmm, tire fire debate champion
0: that. is. I can debate that. Go ahead, but finish your statement.
1: Well, in Montreal, yeah, we're gonna stamp douche tire fire right on Montreal, right on Mark Burgevan's forehead. It's tire fire. Ah, what about Edmonton, though? They're a tire they're fire. They're not a tire fire to yet because they have good players, and they have. They're, I think it's a stronger coach and a stronger front office. But
0: they are a tire fire right
1: now. Not yet. Right now, they're in trouble. But if they were to not make the playoffs this year, they could come back with, you know, they could, they have money, they could pick up some guys in the offseason, yeah. and they could try it again next year. Okay, F- if okay Montre- if fine. Montreal if that's came, how we're debating it, right, fine. Right, right. Like, I think overall as an organization, Montreal is, they're going to have to go to Toronto level. Like, they don't have the resources to patchwork this thing or do a quick rebuild. They have no prospects. Yeah. And I heard a really good argument on Patch Ready. to Phil Kessel is the same thing that he was in Toronto. He'll put up 30 goals for you every year.
0: But he won't do a whole lot else. But he
1: cannot carry you. He's not that guy. He's not a Crosby. He's not a McDavid that can take the team on his back and do it all alone. He needs some help. It's not a shot on Pacioretty, just like it wasn't a shot on Phil Kessel. They're really good players, but they're that piece you add to win a cup. Pittsburgh adds Phil Kessel, wins two cups. Okay, hold on, hold on. He was an integral part on those cup teams, right? He's he's a piece that complements and helps. Pouch ready, you know, it's been floated to Edmonton. But hold on. Are you trying
0: to debate that Phil Kessel was the only piece that they added to those teams? No, but okay. it helped. Okay. For I, a team
1: that had no defensemen, they had to outscore themselves okay. in the play.
0: Okay, that's fine. I thought you were trying to say that because Phil Kessel went to no, Pittsburgh, they won the two The argument Cubs. was no, Phil, Kessel. That's not why. Phil
1: Kessel was a complimentary player that would help a team win a Cup. Okay, fine. Thank you. And that, I happened just twice, wanted to make sure right? I was confused. So, Pat's ready on a team like, you know, I, I don't like Washington. Nashville, I'm not going to say Washington. Nashville. You know... Nashville. And not even national. Nashville. Nationals. Oh, but they need they need some help on the, you know on St. The way. Louis. Patch ready to St. Louis would be an excellent fit. Yeah. Right. Patch ready to um, Chicago or Anaheim would be an excellent fit. You or know to Toronto for Leo. Wow. I'm I'm just saying Patch ready for Leo
0: I, with and picks. <laughs> and what with, and pieces. I'm just saying like if if Leo was part of the package that went back. Well, he's a free agent, so
1: no. I, that's a kibosh that one. No, I'm just
0: saying he would take over Leo's spot. That's what I meant.
1: Yeah, well, my dad's going to listen to this and roll in his grave. He listens to it weekly. We may have just lost a listener because of that one. Um, I'm not saying it's going to ha- I'm just saying a
0: possibility like that kind of team. Everyone
1: throw into your NHL 18 trade simulator and see oh, the response the computer GM gives you. <laughs> this does not meet our trade block. Um, but I said package with Komarov, not yeah, just Komarov. Yeah, Relax. Yeah. Everybody wants Agent K. Everyone wants Uncle Leo. Everyone needs an Uncle Leo. Um, but, yeah, just they're in a spot that they're, they're this is this is a big eight months for Montreal going into the draft because this draft coming up is an okay draft, but the 2019 draft is a big draft. You have your next big, you know, you know talent-breaking player in Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is gonna be a is gonna be a great player. He's two years away, he's a twenty nineteen yeah. guy. Um there's a couple other names that I can't, you know, I I don't pop up to my head right now, but Jack Hughes, you know, is being mentioned as kinda gonna be he's gonna be Austin Matthews kinda like and that talent, you know. He's still three years away, he's gotta develop a bit. But um they really gotta figure out where they're going over the next couple of years and and, and figure out where they're gonna put their money because they're stuck with that Weber contract. That's not going anywhere. They could perceivably trade Price. You know, you're not going to get an optimal package, but it could happen. They could, but um, I, I Patch don't Reddy see that and happening. Gallagher are the only other two tradable pieces, I think, right now. They will fetch you anything that will help your team. If they're smart, they move Lindgren right now. I don't think anyone wants. We went through this last week with goalies. Is until you get the goalies. You know, 20 games for a forward could get a guy traded. 20 games for a goalie is ah, he's hot. Let's see him do it for. I know. I'm just a saying season, they, right? they could. Like goalies try. are tough I, to trade.
0: I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they try in the next couple of weeks.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I don't like think I said, it happens, can't really but it I predict could. what they do at this point because the direction right. has to come from ownership. It's got to okay. be what do we want to do and who do we want to do it? Because until they figure out who they want to do it, they're not doing know, anything. If Molson's a smart owner, he either tells Bergevin, "You're on ice until I say you can make moves," or I okay everything. Or he's a he's a not smart owner. And he lets Berger do things until he makes more mistakes yep, so tire fire of the week Le memorial Canadien. next week we'll start an actual poll one where we uh yeah. each argue one hey, side teams, and you can have a bad week and you can be submitted to our tire fire challenge of the t- week tire fire of the week if Players, anyone out teams. there if anyone out there wants to sp- and there's a tire company that would love to sponsor our tire fire challenge that would be fantastic look at us marketing on the air <laughs> marketing anybody if anyone's got you know an uncle that works at a tire company yeah. we'll throw your title on it be the tire fire sponsor of the week
0: anyways I think that'll do it for us for this week um, next week we're going to move the podcast to Tuesday night no longer Wednesday afternoon Tuesday night Um. Uh, so I think we're giving Justin the week off congratulate we'll him ladies and gentlemen he got a new job
1: we'll see we'll see how the new job goes off in the first couple of days uh, we don't want
0: to pressure him to come back and be
1: with a questionable. little old it's us it's questionable i'm on the injury list i'm on the availability list is questionable for next week yeah. um i think we're going to give him the week off because i want him to actually enjoy
0: his first week regardless congratulate him if you get a chance and next week we will talk well all the big news in sports so
1: recap the footballs of course Talk about the baseballs and the, and the hockey pucks and all the other sports and things like that. So maybe some soccer? Yeah, yeah I'm not there. You can go soccer all you want. Yeah, you know, might I don't, have to I don't call provide a much insight in soccer, so you could take away with it. I might have to call on no, a guest for We didn't talk on TFC, one. but next week we'll have a result on who's in the MLS Cup, so you could hit on that by then.
0: Well, I can do a quick recap of yesterday's game. Great first Actually, half, terrible second half. There you go. That's wow, all they you got. Need. Outplayed, but they, they outplayed them. Shout the first out Raheem half.
1: Edwards, fellow Loyola boy. Great job, Raheem, getting on the field. Don't
0: don't congratulate him. He played like,
1: hey, poop. He's, he blocked the ball. He blocked that one shot after t- tackling the guy to cause it. Yeah, so. zero zero. That's all I gotta say. That's Shout fine. out Raheem Edwards, Loyola boy. Raheem didn't play well
0: yesterday. I've been happy to see him play because I played against him, but he did not play well. And I, if he gets in in the next game, he needs to really smarten up because he made two challenges that. Could have cost a team one was near the top of the box. Yeah, and I know. I, I've watched him play well, but it's a 22 year old in his, his first playoff game. So Cut the guy a break. You know, I played against him. I'm not cutting him any breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, for all of us here at Garage Door Sports, we will uh, see you next week. This is- Thank you.